And again, if you're joining us online or listening via podcast, we want to give you a very warm welcome. And just say, if you're ever in our area, do pop into one of our services. We would love to see you. And if the message has blessed you in any way, do write wherever you are in the world and let us know uh, how that has happened. We'd love to hear from you. Church, can we just say a big hello to those who watch online? Thank you. Great to have part of our online family. I don't know whether you've realized this about me or not, but I'm not very academic. Okay, maybe, maybe you have realized that. I'm, I'm not a very academic person. School was, was quite tough for me. School was quite d- difficult. I never found it uh, easy. And, and in fact, I struggled with lots of subjects. I don't know about you, but I, I struggled in even subjects like English. In fact, I still, still struggle. I, I, I find it difficult. And for those of you who have been part of the church for a while, I used to do PowerPoints. And I used to do them before I had like an attack secretary who was my daughter, uh, dear, who would correct everything and say, Dad, how, what have you done again? You've spelled it. I used to do my own spelling. And I used to say to people, I spell by faith, not by sight. I, I just put it how, it how it sounds. How many know cat should be spelt with a K? Come on, come on. I mean, it's true. It should be spelt with a K. It should be. But I get confused with English. I, you know, it's my here or here or, or, or I'm here. And, and then, then there's there. And I don't know whether I'm here or there or which there it is. And then talk about which. I don't know which, which uh, to use in those, those circumstances. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's tough. But probably my biggest struggle when I was at school was math. Math was a big struggle. Anybody else struggle with math here? I feel you. Come on, just come to the front now for some ministry in Jesus' name. I mean, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, math. I could not do very... I still have difficulty doing math. I'm just being honest with you. People come to me and say, hey, have you got some time in your calendar and we can work this all out? And I'm going, ask him. Ask Neil, or ask Catherine, or ask my PA or whatever. Because I, when I see numbers, what happens in my head, it all goes... And, 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 and it just spins round. It just spins around. I see numbers back the front, and I'll come and say even to a needle, like, hey, I found a really good deal, and I've seen the numbers around back the front. I don't know if that's a condition or whatever, but, but that's how it is. But I've had to teach myself over the years to smarten up on the maths area. And, and so I can, I can uh, thank you from the front row. I, 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 I've had to learn to, to, to step up. And so I'm, I'm handling some sums now. I'm handling some sums. I, I, I know 10 plus 10 is 20. I know 10 times 10 is 100. Come on. And I want to say, I can do some really big sums as well. Listen to this one. 1 billion plus 10 billion is 11 billion. That's a big sum right there. Come on, you're not giving me the love I need. I mean, I'm stepping out of math. So, so, but it's always been a, a bit of a struggle, a bit of a difficulty. But I do know small sums like 5 plus 2 equals what? 7. It's not rocket science. Five plus two equals? Seven. One more time. Five plus two equals? Seven. Seven. But I found a place in the Bible that messed up with my head. I found a place in Scripture where five plus two did not equal seven. I found a place in Scripture where five plus two equals 5,000. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You're saying, you keep working on your maths there, brother. You keep working on it. But, but, but it's true. I found a place in the Bible where five plus two equals seven. It's in the Gospel of John. In fact, this story is mentioned in all uh, four Gospels. I was going to say five Gospels, but that maths is terrible. There's only four. <laughs> Which other Gospel? In all four Gospels, the story is mentioned. 
where this little boy, this boy, brings five loaves and two fish and five plus two feeds 5,000. Wow. I, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that works, but it, it, it's there in black and white. The, the, the five loaves, this little boy brings his play lunch and five loaves plus two fish equals 5,000. That doesn't make sense. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about with you today. Because it's in the natural, when you're thinking about the natural part, five plus two is always going to equal what? Seven. It's always going to equal seven. That's just the way it is. Five plus two equals seven. In the natural, that's how it is. But I want to encourage you today to think different. I want you to understand that you're from a different kingdom. I want you to understand that in the kingdom economy, in, in the kingdom economy, how, how many are part of the kingdom? Come on. Uh, you, 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 if you're part of the kingdom, you've got to understand the kingdom operates different. So in the natural, five loaves plus two fish equal seven. But, but in the kingdom economy, we can, we can see from the story that five plus two can equal 5,000. It doesn't make sense, but God does. It doesn't work mathematically, mathematically, but God does. And so I want you to be thinking about it, because maybe you, you've, you're looking at your situation. You're looking at what you're struggling with. You're looking at your, 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 your maths, the maths of your life. And you're going, well, it's small. It's, I've only got five plus two, and man, my life just equals seven. My life just equals a seven. That's all, that's all it's ever going to be. And I'm looking at what I've got. I want you to understand. Oh, come on, I'm preaching good today. I want you to understand that in a kingdom economy, that five, he can take that five and that two of yours and make it into 5,000. Oh, it, it doesn't make sense. But there's a lot about God. When you, when, you, when you start to think about his kingdom, when you start to think how God works, he can take your five and he can take your two and he can do a miracle. The maths don't work, but God does. He can work in your situation. He can work in your lack. He can work in what is less. He can work in what is little. He can work in, and he can take that, come on, and do far more than we could ever think in the natural. Now, you know the story, the context of it, of course, Jesus was preaching to a crowd and he's uh, uh, been preaching all day. It's getting late. The sun's going down and Jesus says, well, hey, come on, let's, let's feed this crowd. Let's feed this crowd. And so this is John's version of that story. It says in John chapter 6, verse 5, it says, when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat. The next verse goes on to say that he was actually testing Philip. And you've got to understand, sometimes God's pushing us to test us. To go, Why, what's our response? Why, what's our thinking? How do we process this stuff? And Philip answered him. I and you can understand the shock of Philip. Philip's probably thinking, are you, you, you're talking to me, Jesus? There's this crowd of like thousands of people. You're asking, hello, are you asking me, Phil? Uh, what am I, how am I going to do this? How are we going to feed? Uh, and he, of course, he starts looking at the crowd. He starts looking at all the people. He starts looking at the mass of the congregation. All of these 
people. And Philip answers him and says, it would take more. How many know there's going to be so many situations in your life where it's going to take more? There's going to be so many things that you're going to have to deal with where it's going to take more than what you have, more than what you, what, 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 more than the resources that you have. How many know it's going to take more? He's, he's looking at that crowd. He's, he's saying, you're asking me, Jesus? How many know sometimes Jesus is going to ask you some stuff? Sometimes he's going to ask you to step into things that you're going, oh my goodness, it's going to take more than what I have. It's going to take more than what I have. It's going to take more than the resources I don't know, I'm speaking, resources? <laughs> it's like sausages, I don't know what. But uh, maybe it's getting near lunchtime, I don't know. But uh, it's going to take more than the resources that I have. So Philip's freaking out. He's seeing the crowd. He's seeing the mass of people. It's like, that's a lot of people. 5,000, do you know? Some say that was just, it says 5,000 men. There could have been the women, the children, all of that. Some people say there could have been up to 15,000 there. And he's like, freak out. You're asking me, Jesus, Phil? I'm, I'm just Phil. Maybe you're sitting there going, I'm just Bob. I'm just Leon. I'm just Kyle. I'm just Grace. Oh man, it's going to take more than what I have. It's going to take more than what I've got. It's going to take more than what I've, the resources I have. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. He said it would take more. And he starts calculating, he's thinking, oh, look at this crowd, man. It's going to take more than half a year's wages. He's like, freak out. He's like, what have I got? I haven't got my F-plus card. I haven't got anything. It's like, this is going to take more than Jesus. This is going to, and it's like he's talking to Jesus, like, Jesus, get clued up. You know, what's happening? What's going down? Jesus, this, this don't make sense. This, do you realize, Jesus, this will take more than half a year's wages, my wages, to feed all these people? In another gospel, the other disciples pop up and they, they, they say, hey, Phil, you're wrong. In another gospel, it says it doesn't, it's not going to take half a year. They must have recalculated and say, your calculations are well. It will take eight months' wages, nearly a year's wages to, 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 to give these people. Listen, here's what it says. It would take more than half a year's wages, eight months' wages, to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. And not a meal, just a bite. A bite to eat. I don't know if that's where it came from. But just, it's going to take all of that stuff just to get a, get a bite. In modern day language, what he's saying is that that's a lot of cheeseburgers. That's a lot of cheeseburgers just to give people, uh, just to give people a bite. Jesus. I mean, no, I don't know about you. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Pause for effect. Um, you can have a body like this if you're not careful, okay? But for a big boy like me, how many know a bite doesn't cut it? Come on, somebody say amen right there. A bite doesn't cut it. It really, it really doesn't. It really doesn't help at all. I was at Burger Fuel the other day because we've been living on takeaways and stuff while Anita's been, uh, been away. Can you believe this? I mean, we're at Burger Fuel. I get a text from India. Been to Burger Fuel, have you? Oh, you're in India, I'm hungry. She's checking out the bank, what I've spent. And all the wives said, amen. <laughs> what was I talking about? 
burger feel. That's why I said to my son, he ordered a double, double, triple, triple whack a burger. I don't know what it was. It was just like the biggest one. I can I have those? I want to eat. I don't know. He turns into a Russian or something when he goes into the burger fuel. I want this something to eat. And I said, I, I said to him, no, I think I should be able to say to him because I paid for the whole flipping thing. I should be, and Anita, of course, because she's texting me from India. I said to my son, I said, son, could I have a bite? And you know what my son said? No. He's like, no, dad. You know why he said no? Because he know daddy bite big. Come on. Come on, daddies. He know daddy bite big. Daddy get hungry. Daddy take big bites. Any big biting daddies in here? Come on, amen. I mean, we paid for it. A bite's not going to cut it, but he's like, that's all, that's all we've got. Jesus, this is all we got. Just a, this is all we have for a bite. We'll only be able to give people a, a, a bite. And this says this in verse 8. Another one of his disciples, Andrew, who we'll call Andy, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Because he's like, Jesus has gone mad. Not cut him. You know, I, I guess he's Hebrew, so he's like, can't you see what is happening here? He's like, Jesus, here is a boy. <laughs> That's what he says. Jesus, here is a boy. And he's probably picking on a boy because he's the only one who he can grab the food off. You know, it's just like, this is a boy. I think I can take his lunch. Look at his lunch. You're going to be this mean to take the, the boy's lunch? That's all we have. And it says here, it says this. Here's a boy, and, and, and he says this. Listen, listen to this. Listen to what he says. Here is a boy with five, look what he says. Small. It's not just he's got five loaves. He said, I just want to clarify, Jesus, how stupid you are being here. This is five small barley loaves and two small, everybody say small, small fish. That's all I've got for the dish. Five small loaves, five small fish. How far will this go crazy among all the people, huh? Thank you, my Lebanese friend. Over there. <laughs> you notice he, he said that he clarified. And how many times do we tell God, God's trying to say, I, I want you to step out, I want you to move out. And we start to remind God how small the resources that we have, how small and, 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 and limited. Oh man, I'm preaching good today. How small the resources that we have. We tell God it's not just... It's not just fish we have. We've got small fish. Five loaves and two small fish. I mean, what was he saying? He's like, these are not marlins. These are not, these are not, these are, are, are not some big tuna kingfish type ginormous fish. They're small fish. I bought a couple of small chocolate fish today. I couldn't bring real fish because they stink. And, and, and it would be a thing. But I've got some chocolate fish. They're pretty, they're pretty small. That's, it's like, hey, feed the 5,000. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> at the fire brigade when I, we do things wrong if we make a mistake during training they always tell you you know to that you have to you, no I'm not going to eat that no. <laughs> I'm not going to eat that I'm just bringing that so I just want you to get the real size of it and, and, and you know that, that they say if you make a mistake at fire training you have to buy everyone chocolate fish can you imagine if I turned up if I made a mistake and I turned up to the fire brigade and say hey guys share it amongst yourselves <laughs> How many know that's not going to work? And that's what the disciples were like. Is this a joke, Jesus? Is this a joke? Because they're not funny. It's not funny. 
Uh, this is, this is, how, how can we, how can we, how can we do this? This isn't even a fish finger. Come on, somebody. <laughs> how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to feed all these, these people? It's, it's a crazy. It's a crazy. And then what are you going to get? Oh, I'm going to get the head. Oh, yeah, so I'm stuck with the eye. And, and, and another one says, yeah, I'm just going to get a little bit of the fin. That's not even finny. <laughs> I did that myself. Huh? <laughs> but see, in Andy's mind, in Andy's mind, in his thinking, and in the disciples' thinking, and if I'm honest, sometimes in our thinking, we only ever see our lives as five plus two equals seven. Five plus two would always equal seven. Five plus two, my resources, my thing. I just got smaller fish. I got the small loaves. What can I do? How far can that go? And you look at your life and go, how far can I go? I don't think I can go very far. My life's too small. I've only got this. I've only got that. And we tell God how small it is and how little and how insignificant we are. But I want you to understand in the kingdom economy, because maybe you're looking for a miracle. Maybe in your situation you're going, man, my miracle needs eight months' wages. My, I don't know what your, what, what your miracle needs, but in the kingdom economy, if you would grab hold of it, you've got to understand five plus two can equal 5,000. Come on. Oh, yes, the math doesn't work, but God does. The math doesn't work, but God does. And if you would understand the kingdom economy and the way the kingdom works, you can access something that, that, that maybe others of another... People can't access because you understand the way the kingdom economy works. Because we've got to remember his, his ways are not our ways. You know, you might be here going, man, this is the way I roll. Well, God doesn't roll your way. Come on. He doesn't roll your way. He, 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 he doesn't think, oh, this is, this is what I think. Well, he don't think like you think. He thinks different. He, 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 he wants us to see things different. Well, oh, I want you to leave here today thinking different. Because you might have come in here and gone, look, look what I got. Five plus two. And what about you? What do you got? This is all I got. Can't really make any difference with this. But when you understand and you would grab hold of that for your life, that in a kingdom economy, if you would start thinking what God can do, He can do something different. Oh, yeah, yes, that's all you've got. You've just got this small little fish. But again, with it, with it, God can feed five times. I mean, it just looks crazy. That uh, It doesn't make sense. It's not, uh, it's not logical. It's not natural. Because in the natural, five plus two always equals seven. But you've got to understand you serve a supernatural God. Come on, uh, come on, that's a good place to say you serve a supernatural God who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power. See, I lifted my leg when I said power. It's like power. It's got a twitch now. That's at work within us. The disciples go, man, this, this, this doesn't. This, this doesn't calculate that. I mean, you could see the stress on their, their faces. They're getting the calculator out and going, feed five times. We've got two little, two little fish. It's not enough fish fingers for anybody. That's all. I just can't work this out. Jesus, this is crazy. It's, it's, uh, 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 we, don't, we don't have the budget. We don't have the thing. We can't do this. We can't. It's impossible. Friends, how many know God can work in our impossibility? God can make possible things that in the natural are 
impossible. See, in God's kingdom and God's economy, five loaves and two small fish was all that was needed to feed a multitude. Five plus two equals 5,000. See, the Bible says this in Romans 12, verse 2. It says, do not conform. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't do it. Don't, don't, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Didn't Emma do a great job before, didn't she? It's funny, I, I, I met her upstairs. I was like, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm worried. You know, I'm like, what are you speaking on? Worrying. I said, don't worry about it. Just do your best. The Bible says this, do not conform to the pattern. Everybody say pattern. There are patterns in the world. There are, there are things that, that, that work in the world. There are patterns. But the Bible's saying don't conform to the pattern of the world. Don't, just, just, don't conform to that. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed. Everybody say transformed. That means shifted. Something's going to be, be, be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. By allowing God's word, by allowing God's way, by understanding his principles, by understanding how God works. It says if you do that, if you allow God to renew your mind, it says then you'll be able. So many people say, I don't know what God's will is, but if you would allow God to renew your mind in line with his word, it says then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. You'll be able to understand it way better than what we perhaps presently do. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. So you've got to understand there are ways the world works. There are patterns. And that one of those patterns is five plus two is always going to equal seven. That's a pattern. It's in the world. It's, off, it's just how it is. But the Scriptures tell us don't be conformed to how the world is. You're part of a different kingdom. You need to think differently. You need to see things differently. Better be transformed, not conformed. When I was a kid, the Transformer toys were coming out. Actually, it would have been, wouldn't have been when I was a kid because that was a long, long time ago. But when our kids were growing up and we used to see those Transformer ads on TV and they would say this, they had this little catchphrase uh, uh, with, with, with the advertising and it would go like this, Transformers more than meets the eye. How many remember that and you want to admit it? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yeah, transformers more than meets the eye. So you've got to understand, <laughs> thank you. You've got to understand in the kingdom, there's more than meets the eye. If you would allow God to transform you, if you would allow God not to be conformed, but be transformed, you've got to understand there'll be things that you can see that you presently don't. Come on, I'm preaching good. There are things that, if you would allow God to transform you, you've got to understand there is more in God's kingdom, in God's economy, there is more than meets the eye. The math might not make sense. The resources might not be there, but the small resources can add up to a big miracle. And so what I'm trying to do is stretch your faith today. Because you might be sitting there going, man, I've only got five plus two. Five plus two. Oh, my life. And how many times, you know, someone talked about conform. We, we look at other people and, and see what they've got. And we're going, he's got nine plus eight. He's got that person's got, and I've just got five plus two. I just got seven. But with the hand of God on your life, friend, come on, with the hand of God when he do it, he can take what you have. And, 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 and See, people might say, oh, pastor, you, 
This don't make sense. You've gone to the twilight zone, but no, I'm just messing with your comfort zone. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just saying there's more. Everybody say there's more. There's more. No, not all of you said it. Some of you, you don't believe it. You don't believe there's more. You don't, you, 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 you've settled to that. Well, it's just, just seven, but tap your neighbor and say, you need to know there's more. Come on, tap your neighbor, tap your neighbor and say, there's more. Turn to that person on the other side you didn't want to talk to and t- tell them, yeah, hey, there is more. There is more. There's more. Five plus two can equal 5,000. It isn't natural, but it's supernatural. I mean, you think about it all through the scriptures, all through the scriptures, you, you can see this. Gideon's army. Gideon's army, if you know that Bible story, there was, there was, there, there was this army of Midianites, 120,000, they say. And God raises up Gideon and says, hey, go and take on those Midianites. These, they're, they're, they're more numerous than the sands of the sea. You go and take them on. And Gideon's like, okay, give me an army. And God gives them 32,000 people to start off. And then God says, no, cut it down. Cut it down. It's like, you're kidding me? There's 120,000 of them. God says, cut it down. How many know the math don't work? And it's like, no, I need a bigger, excuse me, maybe you didn't hear me. I need a bigger army, not a smaller army. There's 120,000. Jesus. How many know there'd be time to go, oh, Lord, help me. But God said, cut it down. Sometimes in our lives, we're trusting in all our resources and stuff. And sometimes God says, cut it down. And so he ended up with 300, 300. What's that? That's a 400 to one ratio. 400. Doesn't make sense. The math don't work, but God does. And how many know all they had to do was blow some bad trumpets and drop the mic and they, woo, they all fleed. They're all gone. They're out of there. In the kingdom, so many patterns are there. The pattern of the kingdom works different than the pattern of the world. Think about it. Loving, loving your enemies, a oh, crazy pattern. In the world, we're like, let's, let's punch our enemies. <laughs> come on, come on. How many of you have wanted to punch some people? I mean, come on. And you, you, okay. I always just say, we just want to lay hands on people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on, I know if you're honest. Don't you look at me like that. I know you've got issues. We all got issues. How many, you, you know, you want to... Then we hear the words of Jesus, love your enemy. It doesn't make sense. The pattern don't work. For, forgive those who hurt you. Ooh, what you say in your bad self? Forgive those who hurt me. No way. I want to hurt them. Hurt people, hurt people. I just want to mess with you. The kingdom always operates in a different way. Jesus said, said you know, you want to be first? Go to the back of the line. Ooh, the maths don't work. You want to be first? You're going to be last. It's like, oh, I don't like that. I want to be at the front. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I want to be at the front. Jesus said, so the last will be first, and the first will be, be last. One, 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 one mother came to Jesus one time and said, please, Jesus, make my son famous. I just pause for a fact. And then when, 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 you get, when you're seated on your throne, put one at your right hand, one at your left hand. Make them like, oh, great. Make them the most famous. Jesus said, calm down, lady. Calm down. She said, well, give me your word in Matthew 20, verse 20. Give me your word that these two sons of mine will be awarded the highest place of honor in your kingdom, one at your right hand and one at your left hand. And Jesus said, when the disciples heard this, they were furious. They should have been humble. They should love their enemies, but they were furious. <laughs> they said, when the 10 others heard about this, they lost their tempers. Anybody ever hear lost their temper? Liars. Liars. Okay, next, next, next week's sermon, come and hear about lying. Part one, part two, part three. <laughs> When the ten others heard about this, they lost their tempers, thoroughly disgusted 
with the two brothers. So Jesus got to them, got to them and said, hey, bros, calm the farm, settle the kettle, calm down. He said, have you observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, how quickly a little power goes to their heads? It's not going to be that way with you. The kingdom pattern is different. It's not going to work like that. In other words, this is not what the kingdom is like. Jesus goes on to say this, whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Tap your neighbor and say, grab a towel. Are you going to wash some feet, man? I mean, it's going to become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Awkward. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served. And then to give away his life in exchange for many who are held hostage. You know, the way in the kingdom you want to go up, you first go down. Say it doesn't work. I want to climb the corporate ladder. Like a pirate. Oi, me hearties. I'm going to eat some fish. You want to go up, you got to go down. Grab a towel. There's so many things where the kingdom pattern is different. Love your enemies. Forgive those who hurt you. And you might be going, well, but that's not how the world works. But here's the thing, my friend. You and I are not of this world. Why are we going to do it? Because we're not of this world. The Bible says this in Philippians 3 verse 20. Our citizenship is in heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven. Your passport, your passport, when you, it's from heaven. You're a part of that kingdom. We're not to be conformed to this kingdom. You are, do you know that the Bible says, the Bible says we're, we're aliens. Go until the emperor. No, Star Wars. Your Jedi mind tricks would not work with me. Okay, I was hoping for a better response than that. But, but, but the thing is, not that kind of alien. I don't know who they are. Should I? Don't get to stay on track. But not that kind of alien. The Bible says we're like foreigners. We're like foreigners. We're not of this world. We're to live our lives different. We're to think different. I mean, if we're going to live like this world, five plus two is always going to be seven for you. But the beauty is we're part of a different kingdom. We're, we're five plus two can equal 5,000. The maths don't work, but God does. I mean, we've seen it in our giving. You know, you can give nine, give, well, give 90, amen. You, you can give 10. We talk about tithing and giving. And we say, you know, if you, if you give a 10th, God can somehow make the 90 be like the 100. I mean, the maths doesn't make sense. We just know, certainly I know from years of experience, it just works. It just works. You know, the disciples, they were speaking about faith and you might be here going, oh, man, I don't have faith that big. Here's the thing. Jesus said, if you've got faith just the size of what? A mustard seed. Just a mustard seed. If you've got faith the size of a grain of mustard, so you can say to a mountain, I don't know what your mountain is, but I know if you've just got, well, I've just got a little bit of small faith. You can say to that mountain, be moved. Remove hence to yonder place. That's like a cowboy vision, isn't it? Remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove. Just a small mustard seed. You know, the people of Israel crossed into the promised land. 
They crossed into the promised land and came to the city of Jericho. The walls were, were higher. Maybe you're facing a Jericho right now. I don't know, but you've came in and the, the walls were so high. They were, they were big. I mean, I'm sure they were, they were like, Houston, we have a problem. Those are big walls. That's a big problem. Maybe you've got big problems right now. Maybe you've got big issues right now. And the Bible tells us what they did is they walked around that place seven times and they, the first six, they didn't say anything. And you can understand why they didn't say anything. That's what told them, keep quiet. Don't speak anything because how many know? If they had started speaking, they would have been looking at the walls going, what are we doing? This is just stupid. We're just walking around. It's just not like, like, like all we've got is too small flipping fish and, and uh, we've got some lows. How are we going to take these walls down? How are we going to make this, this happen? So he's like, don't talk. Because how many know when we start walking around our bedroom looking at all our problems, come on, when we start walking at all those walls and go, man, I don't know. I don't think God can do anything. I don't know. But it says on the seventh time round, they let, up, let out a shout of praise and the walls came down. Friend, I don't know what your wall is today, but I do know this. If you get a shout of praise in your heart, maybe we can, we can start to put a crack in those walls. Maybe we can start. If you would understand, there's a kingdom economy. There's the natural, but you serve a supernatural God. You serve a God who is above and not beneath. A God who is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine according to His power. That it's a work within us. Tap your neighbor and say, you need to get your praise on. You, you, you do. And whatever situation you're facing. Now, there'll be some of you, you go, oh, that's just too, that's just too difficult. Why? Because you're still living in that five plus two. Five plus two. It's just, it just equals, you know, it's just always equal seven for me. Well, let today be different. Oh, yeah, you've got a couple of fish. Yeah, you've got some, some loaves. Just let it be different. Watch what happened at the end of that miracle. They fed 5,000, but just like the online television marketing, as they say, but that's not all. There's more. It says this in John chapter 6, verse 12. When they had all had enough, I mean, they didn't just have a bite, they'd all had enough. They're, meaning like, they're like, leave me alone already. I got to eat them way too much. I've had my fill. It says, when they've all had enough, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces left over. Everybody say there's more. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. It says, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets. Can you tell me how five small loaves can fill 12 big baskets? It's because we serve the God of the more. Oh yeah, the maths don't make sense. The maths don't work, but God does. God does. What pattern do you conform to in your life? Is five plus two always going to be seven for you? I want to encourage you to think different. I want to encourage you to live different. I want to encourage you as you go out of this place, stop going, I've just got God. Can I tell you again? I've got this small loaf and this small fish. That's it. How far can this go? Can't you see? Transformer. More than meets the eye. The maths don't work. But God does in your situation and in your circumstance. What do you need a miracle in? What do you need deliverance in? What wall do you need to come down? Or would you trust in a God? And if you take that 
small loaves and those small fish and put it in the hands of a great God. He is able to do and shift whatever needs. Come on, somebody, give him some praise. He's able to do and shift whatever it is. So I break off limiting mindsets in this place. For those who are here today under the sound of my voice and Maybe in business, you've been saying, well, this is all my business is ever going to be. I break the power of that in Jesus' name. This is all I'll ever come to. I break the power of that in Jesus' name. You've got to start talking different. Stop doing your calculations according to how the world does and start believing God for miracles. Start believing that God can work in your situation and in your circumstance. In Jesus' name. And if you receive that today, say, I receive it, Pastor. Come on. Amen. Now start living like it. Living like it. Living like it. These chocolate fish will be available after the service for your consumption. We will cut them into lots of little pieces for everybody. How many know there's more? Oh, I just had a good idea. But it's too late now. I should have bought hundreds of chocolate fishes and given one at the end of the service. Like, oh, too late. Next week, who was that cheeky? Uh, that's you, Shane. See me in my office afterwards, please. Everybody close your eyes, bow your heads. Just before we close, I want to give you an opportunity today. If you're not right with God, to get right with Him. I want to speak to those who are here today and you're possibly not right with Him. Maybe you've known about Him, but you don't know Him. Maybe for you, you've been following the patterns of this world. What the world wants, what the world says, and you've discovered this world will never satisfy. Comes up short. You've done the maths that the world tells you to do and it doesn't add up. And you're here today and you say, man, I need to get right with God. I don't want to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but God, would you transform my life today? Would you transform my life today? We call this the altar call. Why? Because God can alter the course of your life right now in this moment. And you might be hearing some, well, Adam, you don't know how bad I am. You don't know what type of person I am. And the beauty of the gospel is it's not about how bad we are, but about how good God is. See, the gospel is about the good news of God. For the Bible says we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And if you're here today and you say, man, I need to get right with God, you can feel it in your heart. You, you just know. Just like I did many, many years ago. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to pray a prayer that says, Christ, come into my life. And if you know, man, I need to pray that prayer. I need to pray that prayer today. I need to get my life right with God. When I count to three, I'm going to get you to put your hands up nice and high. When you do that, you're just saying, Pastor, that's me. Would you include me in that prayer? Would you include me in that prayer? I need to get right with God today. So one Understand here today, God loves you. Two, that He's got a plan for your life. If you would just give your life to Him and allow Him to 
lead and guide you, no longer being conformed to the pattern of this world. If you know that's you and you want to be included in that prayer, three, would you put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Nice and high so I can see it, just so I can see it. Down the back there. Thank you. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God here today. Maybe if you've never done this before, maybe you just came in off the street. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just one more, a few more seconds. So I want to make sure I don't want anyone going here who hasn't got right with God. All right, you can slip those hands down. Now we're going to all pray together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord, I give my life to you. Be the Lord of my life. I turn from my sin and seek to follow you from this day forth all the days of my life. This I ask in Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, as you go, I want you to grab one of those Bibles. There'll be some pastors that'll be holding up a Bible, a gift from us to you. And in there is a connect card, tells you a little bit about the church, but also gives you a Bible you can read. One of the most important things you can do, tell a friend, maybe even bring that friend to church. But keep coming and allow God to continue working in your life.